Today's podcast is brought to you by my very own Fred Motivates shop. If you go to fredmotivates.com slash shop, you can purchase the Acknowledge Someone tea, the Acknowledge Someone baseball tea, or the Table of Love logo mug, and you can support my message, which is the love and success approach to leadership. Every purchase helps me get in front of more students and make a bigger impact in building school community and reducing bullying and depression. Now, when you use the code Teacher Recharge at checkout, you can get 20% off your entire order. That's Teacher Recharge at checkout for 20% off your entire order at fredmotivates.com slash shop. My name is Fred Kep. I'm the host of the Teacher Recharge podcast, and I just bought a Gatorade bottle <laughs> that I customized, and the customization says swag on it because like, uh, hashtag swag. All right, that's enough of that. Let's get into the show. Teacher Recharge listeners, welcome back to another edition of the Teacher Recharge Podcast, the only podcast on the internet hosted by me. It's hosted by me, Fred Kep. I'm your host. Today, we are back on the guest game because we got my good friend Robin Montano on the show. She got her, she majored in English and she minored in business administration. She played soccer all through college. Now she's working at Newton High School as a soccer coach and a journalism advisor, yearbook, news magazine advisor. She is a club sponsor for the senior class. She is the FCA, so Fellowship of Christian Athletes sponsor, and she's the Do Crew sponsor, which is the spirit group on campus uh, like the student section she's been in education for 12 years now and she has a lot of wonderful wonderful things to say today you're going to love this interview she was a class act she's fantastic but enough about that let's actually just show it to you enjoy the interview with robin montano Hello, everybody. We are on a call with Robin Montano. It is kind of a foggy day, and she's not too far away. She's in Newton, Kansas. How in the heck are you today? I'm doing awesome. Awesome. Sweet. So you started out as a soccer coach, then went English teacher, then went journal. I kind of, now you're like journalism. Yes. So like, take us through that. How did that all kind of work out? When I went to college, I actually started out as an accounting major and a business administration major. And then when I started coaching, I knew I wanted to be an elementary ed teacher. Then I started, I tra- when I transferred from Butler to Bethel, I changed to accounting. And then I started coaching at Newton High, which is my alum. And after working with like those athletes, I was like, I need to teach. I like these relationships, but I definitely like the high school age. And so I switched majors again and uh, became an English major and graduated with that in my with my bachelor's and then took a position like four years later after I graduated because there just wasn't a job available at Newton and I already had my foot in the door with coaching. My family's here, um, like this is our hometown. 
And so I just did that until like my dream job opened up. And then finally, there was a position available and I taught English and I loved it. And it was awesome. And I love the way you can connect with kids through English because just through their writing and some of the discussions you have over novels and things is a great way to really get to know them personally. But then three years ago, my administration approached me about filling the vacant journalism position. And I was a yearbook editor in high school. And it's just a fun, like really active, busy department. And so I thought that would be cool. So I took my praxis and moved my whole room and my whole life across the building in like five days. So I've been advising the yearbook and we had a newspaper and now we recently changed it to a new news magazine and intro classes. And we also have dabbled into broadcast, a little bit video broadcast. Um, That's kind of been up and down in the last couple of years looking to bring that back. But yeah, that's, that's where I sit now. So I'm in the journalism communications world. Quite a, a few things that you're doing over there. And actually, I, I have to mention, Robin's a star because I went on Facebook the other day and I saw her in a video. And you know, anytime you see someone in a video that isn't published by her, they're a star. Fantastic. It was, so actually, I'll probably put a link to that if you don't mind. That would be, that'd be pretty cool. No, she's doing some awesome things in Newton. But yeah, no, very, very awesome to have you on the show. I really appreciate it. And, and the listeners do as well. So let's get to the point of the podcast, though, which is to help teachers start their week off on a positive note so that they can make the biggest impact possible. It's Monday. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? to prepare for your week and make sure that you hit the ground running? Well, I would say I don't start my week on a Monday. I have to start it Sunday. And really, Sunday is my soccer day. Soccer Sunday, you know, for teammates. Woot. I Yeah, I think that that actually is such, it works like such a big stress reliever in my life. And you have to have time for you to like kind of wind down or decompress and playing just allows me to get exercise and be really competitive. And I just love all the people I play with. And so I think that actually plays a big factor in like having that outlet. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I get home Sunday night and then preparing for the week, I make massive to-do lists and I'm really organized and like probably more detailed than I need to be because my to-do list looks so huge, but it's really satisfying when you check all the things off and just that was my question. That was going to be my question is, that, do you have check boxes? Do you like, are you super old oh, fashioned like that? Oh, where you just heck yeah. Like heck I create yes. my own checkbox so that I can check it off. And sometimes depending <laughs> on the time, it's like, oh, I already did, did that grading, but I did it today. So I'm going to still write it down so I can check it off. Yeah. And so it feels a little more satisfying. <laughs> heck yes. I totally understand that. I love it. So you're doing that. Before Monday, you go in feeling a bit refreshed from soccer and feeling accomplished because of the checklist. And then on Monday morning, like going to the school or anything, how do you make sure that you're getting into that classroom and you're energized? Is it just having that base of like, I've already done, like I'm ready for today because of the stuff I did yesterday? Yes. Like I think getting organized the night before because I am, my students would never know, but I would say I'm not a morning person. However, by the time they walk into the door, I am like amped and ready to go. And people are like, you have so much energy. I got to get my 32 ounces of coffee. (laughs) I'm a coffee drinker for sure. But once I am upright out of my bed, I just take off and I'm like going a million miles an hour all the time. 
And so some days are harder than others, but you just like my drive to work, which I live in Newton, so it's really short, Mm -hmm. but that drive just allows you to like, think about what are you going to do today? Who do you want to like connect with? What, like, what's your purpose in going to work every day? And the purpose is to like impact lives and make, make things better and to teach kids something, whether that's specifically something about journalism or like responsibility, or there's consequences for your actions. Like, touching lives in a way that like is going to impact them, not just tomorrow, but the next week and the next week and the years to come. So one of, one of the things you just said there that I think all teachers could, could kind of think of on the way to work. And, and I love that thought is, is asking yourself, like, what is your purpose today? We, I kind of touched on this last week. For me, it's, it's the little things. It's the little things, like the little things we say to people have such a big impact just to kind of establish like, why are you actually doing what you're doing? I think that could be even refreshing. Like that is because now it's like, oh, well, now I have a reason to, to be here doing what I'm doing. So I love that thought. The next question I want to ask is, what is something unique that you do as a teacher that maybe could help other teachers in, in their classroom? I know, like everyone has different strategies and develop their their own style and it definitely doesn't work for everyone. But for me, like my number one priority is like connecting with kids. And honestly, I think I'm, I'm pretty honest with my students. I'm pretty transparent about my own personal life, but then also just about my expectations. Like there's not, there's not like teacher me. And then like, if you see me at the store, I'm going to be like the same either way. And I think just the idea of how I talk to them, what I ask about them and show up to the extracurricular events. And I know there's a lot of teachers that do that, but just establishing that relationship early on and getting that buy-in. I also, this is not like educationally related, but I am known for playing Friday jams between the passing periods. And so my room is always bumping. (laughs) uh, In fact, they're pretty quick to call me out when they're like, where's the Friday jam? Like if I don't have rapper's delight going on in the background when they're walking (laughs) in the room, I'm, I'm doing something wrong. That's so cool. (laughs) But I do, I think that I feel like I'm really, really honest with my kids. I'm really quick to tell them when, you know, something isn't prepared right or something didn't pan out right. I mean, I think for teachers, we have to take that ownership to know that we aren't on this pedestal where we don't make mistakes, that we're not human. And I think that plays a lot into how your kids respond to you in the classroom. Yeah. So there's a couple things that you just said that just got me going. So so one thing, you, you made it sound like it's not a big deal, like showing up to extracurricular events. A lot of teachers do that. Well, first of all, good for those teachers that are doing that. Second of all, it is a big deal. Like it really is. What's what's so crazy about that is I had a soccer player my first year of coaching and he was in choir and he had to leave from practice to go to a choir concert that was about an hour later, but obviously soccer gets you sweaty. You don't want to be sweaty up there on the stage. And I was like, well, I was in choir. Like, that's cool. Like, go for it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go to this tonight. So I, I, I go to the, uh, I go to the choir concert and I, I see this kid perform along with like three or four of the other players that were like on different teams that had to leave as well. And just the, the impact that that had on him was so obvious. He came up after it and it was like, man, you're the first coach that has ever done this. A lot of these kids don't 
necessarily have the best, you know, home lives. Mm-hmm. So like by supporting them like that, even if it's going to an hour long concert, you know, mm-hmm. taking an hour out of your, your day to just say, look, it's not all about soccer. It's not all like life isn't all about journalism. Like as much as I'd like it to be, there's so much, <laughs> there's so much more to it. And I want to acknowledge that. And I want to say, Hey, like you're doing such a good job. Like that means a lot. That means a lot. And I don't want to just kind of go over that because that is a very, very big thing. And then the other thing that you brought up was the, was the jams, the Friday jams. That's so legit. That's so unique. And that's just relating to your students a little bit. Kids love that. I have a giant classroom. I'm pretty uh-huh. spoiled, to be honest. And so um, the way my lab is set up, because we have big, giant desktop computers, I kind of have a dance runway. So they have to like walk it out or, or dance, dance their way in. Hey, um, that's so cool. I will. And so what, however it works, man. <laughs> But it gets them jazzed and pumped. And then sometimes we pump the Spotify playlists during work sessions and just depends on depends on the mood. That's so. so cool, though, because what that does, journalism word, it builds rapport. Boom. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Sweet. Awesome. Final thing before we go to a little break here is what is something that you have, speaking of being human, that you have failed at? And how did you respond to that failure? Oh, gosh. Well, uh, nobody likes to admit failure, but I think it happens oftentimes in education because we're, we should, or at least I am, I'm trying new things all the time. I'm, take, I'm trying to take risks, new projects, new strategies, and sometimes they just flat out don't work. They just fail, whether it's they're not prepared well enough or like you don't get the response, like looks really good on paper, but it's standing in front of a a group of kids, it just doesn't pan out. And so I think the solution, like how you overcome that is just being flexible, is just being able to change and not getting like, well, this is how I said I was going to do it. We're going to stick to it, even though it's terrible. Changing on the fly. And that's the exciting part about teaching is like no day is ever the same. Mm-hmm. And so like that's really big and generic. But I think the, the more important one and the one that like is hardest is where my strength I feel like is building relationships with kids, but there are years, whether you really like to admit it or not, there are kids that have been in your classroom that you simply don't connect with for whatever reason. Like there's personality differences. There's those that just that intrinsic motivation to want to be there. There are other home life factors, all those things that have what I would call unfortunately kind of slipped through the cracks, at least in my classroom, right? They might be connecting with another teacher somewhere else. So the first reaction is just like tears. Like it's so overwhelming because it's so sad and you want to, you want that, but you can only force it so much. So solution is making a a more conscientious effort to like connect to them, doing things different than my normal, like every day what I do with everyone else. So making a personal contact throughout the year, sometimes I'll write little notes, like just little note cards and like give it to them. Like, Hey, I think you're doing great at this. Or I've really noticed an improvement in, this our building building wide has started sending home postcards so like parents and students see that I think and like my love language I'm a person of like words of affirmation and I think that connects to a lot of kids as well kind of like trying to figure out how they receive mm-hmm. what their love language is basically yes. like how are yeah. they going to take this in and and, and actually connect with me, which is, which is awesome. That's such a cool thing. Well, we are at the break. We're going to take a really quick break. Thank you sponsor. We will be right back with story time.
For you, the listeners of the Teacher Recharge Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial. Whenever I have a guest on the show, I ask them for a recommendation. So, Robin, what would be a book recommendation that you have for us? The most recent book that I read over Christmas break was actually The Hate You Give, and it's amazing. It's so awesome. I have yet to see the film but it's very powerful. So the hate you give, if you'd like to download an audio book version of the hate you give, you can get that for free at audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. They'll also throw in a free 30 day trial at audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Once again, that is audibletrial.com slash teacher recharge. Back to the show. We're back with Robin Montano, and it is my favorite part of the week. It is story time. This is the first time you've listened to this podcast. This is the part of the show where I let the guests have the floor, and they just tell me whatever story they want. It could be sad. It could be happy. It doesn't even have to be teaching-related. Whatever Robin wants to say, she could say it. The floor is yours, Robin. Oh, It's story time. (laughs) Oh man, story time. I think journalism, okay, the story itself is just like why I love this job. Okay, that seems really, I don't want to be so like cliche and like, oh, it's all about education. But journalism is like the perfect fit for me. While sometimes I stress about like my content knowledge because that was not my major, that's not what I went to school for necessarily, but it changes so much and I'm just like learning on the fly and everything is kind of self taught at this point. And I have a nice connection with like a net, big network of other advisors. But I think the biggest thing about journalism is it touches kids that it doesn't matter if they're going to go into journalism later. It's the idea that they're learning skills that are going to take them or help them be successful in anything they do, whether that is college or their career or just their part-time job, because those kids are learning responsibility in a different way than like regular group projects at school. They're like our publications are student-led. So the leadership skills, the organization, the accountability, communication, they're learning to problem solve, all those things. But at the same time, building a culture, like a community within themselves that they can like kind of rely on. So it's really fun that over just three years of doing journalism, watching those groups grow closer, we have our group chats and then they have their separate one without their teacher because they're just friends and they have a lot of fun together. And it's really, both of my yearbook and Newsmax staff are pretty diverse So they have kids that are coming from a lot of different social backgrounds that you would never fit in a room and think like they're going to go hang out, but yet they have. I've got a yearbook staff that has like dancers and baseball players and softball players and track and just some other, and a cheerleader and all these kids that come together and like go to the pumpkin patch and go eat at Applebee's. They dedicate so much time. They, they really spend a lot of effort in trying to like master their craft. It's awesome. And I've got former students who did not go to college for journalism, but found themselves. One is the editor of her newspaper now. Another one is writing for the paper at KU. Again, that's not their major, but they they had the experience and they loved it enough to find it as another outlet for another job. It's just awesome when you start to see kids that have gone through your programs and finding success. Like that's, that's the end goal, you know, to to find them happy and healthy and that something along the way that you've provided has like helped them. 
big or small. So sweet. No, that's really cool. And I think what you can take from from those kind of outcomes and stuff is it kind of shows you're providing an opportunity for them in high school that is enjoyable, a learning environment that is enjoyable so that when they leave, they have those enjoyable thoughts. Like we talk about this a little bit, even with, I mean, I'm sure, you know, like with coaching soccer, the big debate about whether running as a punishment is actually a good thing or not, because if you punish kids by running, then, I mean, soccer is a running sport. So if you punish them with running, they're probably never going to run again because <laughs> they're not going to want to punish themselves unless they're just a freak. <laughs> so it's like the thought there is, is how can we create an enjoyable experience where they're actually going to take and empower themselves to do something like off the field or out of the classroom in your case, which is obviously happening. So it's so awesome to hear like all the good stuff that is going on in Newton, homie. That's what's up. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Sweet. And uh, by the way, just real quick before we end, what actually is the Newton High School mascot? Okay. So we are the home <laughs> of the Railroaders. Railroaders is our real, like, you know, that's, that's what it is. But <laughs> now it's like we go by, like, we're the Railers, but our uh-huh. actual mascot is a Railer man. So, I mean, take any of that. Like it's a really railer easy. man, like a, like, a, like a conductor? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Like he's got overalls. He's real big and buff. <laughs> I'll take the picture. Well, you heard it here, folks. It doesn't get more Kansas than that. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. All right. Well, if people want – we're about out of time here. So if people want to kind of get in touch with you, ask some questions or – uh, just kind of follow what you're doing. How can they do that? Well, I've got a Twitter. It's at Robin Montano seven. I've actually got like four Twitters. You could follow Railer News. That's our journalism Twitter. And my soccer Twitter is Coach Montano. So geez, you know. three of them. That's crazy. I know. I also have a fourth, but it's because it's one of the clubs I sponsor. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, by the way, final, final thing then, because we haven't even touched on that. What are the clubs that you sponsor? Yeah. Okay, so I'm a senior class sponsor. So that's for like all our homecoming winter sports mm-hmm. activities. I'm the FCA sponsor, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I'm also the Do Crew sponsor, which is like our student section at like football and basketball games. Oh my gosh, that's oh, yeah, awesome. It's crazy town. That's so cool. So three different clubs you sponsor. You're also that journalism. I mean, you are just, you're involved, homie. That is what's up. And, and kids obviously are going to see that. And you're definitely a role model to a lot of people. And you can tell just by some of the stories you're telling, which is, which is fantastic. Well, this has been a, an amazing interview. I really appreciate you uh, as, as we all do. And thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, my dude. This was fun. We're almost at the end of the show, but first, the weekly challenge. Each week, I give you a challenge to take into your classroom or into your life to help you make the biggest impact possible. Robin said something that was very short, but very, very impactful, and that is that she sometimes writes personal notes to students that she finds hard hard to connect with. So my challenge to you this week is pick one student and write a little personal letter. It doesn't have to be long, one, two, three sentences just about how much you appreciate them. 
and really start putting that love out there. All right, go out. I'd love to hear from you. Email me at teacherrechargepodcast at gmail.com and tell me how it goes. Until next week, much love.